What's up, everybody? It's Joe from Complex. You are listening. You're watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I am with my guys. First off, to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. Here we are. I'm surprised you didn't add a new tagline to that intro. Why? It's the quintessential sneaker show. (laughs) Quintessential sneaker show. (laughs) High praise? That's high praise, right? Yeah, Welty Welty is quoting here from the judge's order in the Mischief Vans lawsuit in which... The Complex Sneakers podcast. Sorry, to get, I got to explain, but yeah. the episode with uh, Lucas. Mischief uh, CCO Lucas Bentel was submitted as evidence and then used and referenced as the quintessential sneakerhead show. Actually, I don't know if it was the or a. That's a been important difference, I think right? It was the, the quintessential sneaker show or a quintessential. I don't know. Can there be something that's just a quintessential? Isn't quintessential mean like it's the one? Hmm. Right. I don't know if quintessential is as restrictive as that, but maybe. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the praise. Yeah. And he jumped his introduction, but to my left. <laughs> I just... <sorry>. <laughs> Couldn't wait. He, he sniffs a court document. He doesn't need any introduction. Goes right to it. Mr. Brendan Dunn. Welcome. Uh, big poppy pacer himself. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm here. Was that one of the, like, the most like, full circle moments for your career? <laughs> like your... Uh, which it. one? Well, I'm just saying the fact that like your work gets submitted into the, like the court doc into an actual legal case itself. Um, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we were in the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm surprised. But. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot going on in sneakers, <laughs> a lot, uh, and in life in general. Okay, like what? I mean, for us Giants fans. Oh yes. Welty, did you know I'm a New York Giants fan? Yes, I heard. Kayvon Thibodeau, big Oregon's own, big. Big man, big impact came, for my, came, my squad. Came through the... My New York Giants. Came through the training center with the with the threes already. Uh-huh. You see, I kind of have some Giants colors on today. Are these Giants colors that I'm wearing on, on no. any level? I think those shoes are The shoes orange. are a little bit. You, Close? You, you're kind of like... The top looks like <laughs> Miami Hurricanes. It, it's not... You, you didn't really... I am colorblind, of yeah, course. The Miami Hurricanes on top, and then kind of like a, a Giants Philadelphia 76ers Wealthy, am I anywhere bottom. close? Uh, kind of. I can't. I have a hard time telling if that's red or if that's like a solar color on my sneakers. Yeah. How yeah, are you welcoming him know. to New York City? You guys doing an Avenue uh, welcome party? <laughs> Cipriani dinner? What? Maybe we should bring him out for the Glizzy tour in Jersey. Says that would be a good welcome, right? Play. Technically, were you gonna like take him or like on a food tour of the American Dream Mall? <laughs> what, what is that? The American Dream Mall. It's right next to MetLife. That's where you did the. Isn't it right the next to where you did the um the sneaker event? Oh, that uh, that sneaker event I went to a couple weeks ago. Sorry. Oh, you're right. You're right. Paul, I'm sorry. Fujinos did mention that that was near that mall. Is that a, is that a mall of note? Is it a good mall? It's like a big mall. It took like 30 years for them to finally make it, but. Oh, okay. Are you gonna be on the sideline with me with the jersey? Are you gonna get a Giants jersey? Do you ever wear jerseys or no? Oh I don't my think, god. I don't. Th- have I ever seen him in jerseys? I own a couple jerseys, but I really don't wear them. Are you the type to put Dunn on the back, or it's a player? <laughs> Honestly, um, I think most of the jerseys I've owned in my life have had my name on the back because it's something where a sportswear brand yeah. or a team reaches out to you and says, we, we'd love to get you a custom thing. Yeah, I definitely have gotten that. I mean, I don't wear the jerseys, but I've also regrettably been like, why did I put my last name on it? Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it just seems kind of weird walking around with A little bit. Yeah. A little do bit. You, do you have any jerseys with your name on them, Joe? You must. You definitely have like a Brooklyn Nets jersey that got sent I have, to you. I have, the, I have a couple classics, not going to lie. I have the Washington Bullets Michael Jordan Authentic. With your name on it? No. Jordan. Uh-huh. Not with my name. <laughs> I have the S. Doc Carter Brooklyn Nets jersey. Yeah. Which yeah. was. Do you uh, have the Givenchy Birds of Paradise one? No, I don't have that one. Okay. Uh. I have, I had a Jeremy Shockey authentic Giants jersey. Okay. He was number 80, and then of our course. friend Victor took Cruz. over Victor Cruz, number 80. But, uh, Are they yeah. going to say our friend Rudy Calderon? No. <laughs> I, know, that's, that's no. Very much I was with Rudy Calderon. That's very much on Whenever you tell yeah. us to fill in the blank, that's always the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was with Rudy Calderon this weekend, though, at the Bayshore track. You should yes. be running? You see uh, walking Vic's fit. The other day, sitting courtside. Yeah, with the Victor Victor. He had the Victor Victor jacket. Gucci. The Gucci pants. The Victor Victor socks. This is Victor Cruz or Victor? What was he, New Balance? And then the... the, uh, the... Teddy New Balance. Yeah. Yeah, that boy boy goes off. Him and... I mean, you're not even going to say who he was sitting with? Our friend Pecos. Yeah, That's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Pecos. Pecos and Vic, courtside at the Nets. They were at the Yankee game. You don't get invited to that? Week before. I was in a suite, actually. 
<laughs> he tried. He tried to play me, but correct the record. Sorry, immediately. I was in courtside, but I, I was in a suite at the Yankees game. No, Nets game. Oh. We talked about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Did you get invited to it? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, did, did you wear the custom jersey? No, no. Oh, weird. No Nets. You're such a. You're such I a brought big Al Nets though to the Nets game, and Al wore a Kyrie Irving jersey in the suite, which is great, but also. You're in a suite. You're not like in the fan thing. Mm. You know? <laughs> Act like you've been there before. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. We know okay. you love Kyrie, but come on, man. Okay. The jersey. Oh, boy. What else is happening, Joe? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot happening. Uh, F1 week in Miami. Yeah. Hopefully heading out there. Are you going to be attending that? Will you be in a suite for that event? No, I don't know. I don't have any plans. I feel like once I'm there, maybe. Are you among the Tifosi? What? <laughs> That's what they call the Ferrari supporters. Oh. You know, it's an Italian word. I think the word just means supporters in general in Italian, so it can be for a, a variety of sports. But at this point, I think it refers more specifically to the Ferrari F1 okay. fans. Are you going to be watching? Yeah. So what is it like? Is it all day Saturday, Sunday, or what's the deal? Yeah, qualifying should be on Saturday, and then the race itself will be on Sunday. You're going okay. to Miami as well? No, I'm not going to be there. No. Uh, ben Felderstein is there. He's been there. Ben Felderstein, I told him, he every other week he's in Miami, it seems now. Weird. Either at the Met game or Miami. What a life. What a life. <laughs> but who, who are you supporting? Who are you? Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Always. Yeah. Is that, is that good? Um, it's fine with me. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. They're not very good this year, it looks like. It's okay. Underdogs. <laughs> I don't know. We always root for the that. underdogs. <laughs> always have. The underdogs and the hot dogs. What else is going on? I, I think uh, what was in the comments... I think the new nickname is JLP the Glizzy Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. You, you seem a little bit unwilling to, to step up to this. It was a joke, and now. Now it's become your personal brand. Yeah, the yeah. brand is becoming hardcore rollerblading and, gliz, <laughs> and a Glizzy Gladiator. Listen, it was good for a couple episodes, but let's pump the brakes. You want to retire it? No, no. Let's pump, pump the, the brakes, brakes like though. Lewis Hamilton you, coming you, into the pit. A little bit. Pump the brakes. What a are you doing bit. if like Hebrew National like reaches out to you and wants to sign you to Insta a year sign to a year long Insta? Influence. No hesitation. Insta agreement. And what does that look like for you? Are you going to give them a couple in feed posts? Are you willing to appear Infeed's on a tough. packaging? Infeed's would you tough. appear on a hot dog packaging? Would you, Would you recreate the Michael Jordan ballpark Frank commercial? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. I would do a hot dog sponsorship. Can you imagine that? I'm we're imagining it right now. We could have you out in Coney imagine, Island. Imagine imagine Coney Island, me and Nems. Yeah. Imagine just like uh Frank your life. <laughs> you like that? Don't imagine give that away. Just for free. like getting that like, you know, like your doorbell rings in like twice so you know it's like a package that you have to sign for or whatever and you mm -hmm. get like I'm sure we've all had like um People have delivered food or whatever. You know, yeah. it comes in the cooler. Yeah, styrofoam thing yeah. with the dry yeah. ice in and it. Your dry ice, yeah. Yeah, you just get like 100 packages of hot dogs. Your supply. <laughs> Am I going to do with this? <laughs> I like how he said pump the brakes and we went all the way in. <laughs> I know, exactly. So You're just furthering. A hot dog influencer. Furthering. You could do like, you go um, like Forrest Gump style and like just figure out like all the different <laughs> recipes. Like for, bubble gum shrimp, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you could be like cooking hot, chop up the hot dogs, cook them in your eggs in the morning. What? Oh God, that! Can I talk about? Uh, oh no, that that wasn't you hot. You can dogs. talk about anything else. That, that was spam. <laughs> you can talk about anything else. Are you this. a spam fan? The Not musubi? really. No. No. Well, did you eat any spam growing up? No. My mom had this one spam dish that I really liked, and it sounds gnarly, but I'm gonna say it, and I would still eat it to this day. It was cubed cheese. Okay. Peas. Oof. Mayonnaise. Um, and, and spam. <laughs> done. That sounds. It's fucking good. No judgment, good. but that sounds. It's fucking good. Was it melted? The cheese? Yeah. No, it was just cubed. It was like a cold. It was a cold thing, I think we would eat it. It was almost like a ham salad. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. This is what people come to this podcast for, right? I know. It's been too much food. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can we talk That's about. That's okay, though, because there's a lot of sneaker talk we're getting to. Yes, so yes. stick with us. Yes. Also, Joe, I wanted to bring up um, did you see our friend Premium Pete's big feature? Yes, but he should. He deserved the cover. I was, I was waiting to talk about that. Okay. This is in the National Italian American yes. Foundation magazine. And you felt Pete deserved the cover? Yep. Uh, whatever he, whatever I saw, I saw a congratulations to him. You know, he's in Florida with Aunt Barb. Oh, yeah. And getting so many fits off. Aunt Barb. Big shout out to Aunt Barb. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they're in Fort Premium. Lauderdale. Uh, Pete, 
taking the taking the cane into the pool. Yeah, that just, was the... just a vacation that like you tr you would try to piggyback on, even though you're not oh part of the family. God. Like, oh, I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale that time too. But I saw him in the magazine. But we got to get him a cover. Did he beat you there first? I know that's what I that's what I wanted to know. It's not a competition. Have what, you ever been featured in the, in magazine? the Italian magazine? Yeah, it's no. a. NIAF, National Italian American Foundation. No, but that's a card-carrying member. That's a win. You know, some people say like, "Oh, you know, a win for my brother is a win for me," or <laughs> that's a, and th they're BSing. No, that's a win for us. Yeah, it's a win for us. Shouts to Premium Pete. Maybe we could do like a an old school complex style. Remember when they used to have the flip covers, one person on the front, and one on the back. We could have you on one side and, and Barb Premium. on the next. <laughs> no, it was, wait. Oh, yeah, it was right, a man right. Or woman. It was a man yeah. Woman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, me and Premium Pete will do the um, we'll recreate what Uncle Junior and Nas. Yeah, all right, <laughs> set it up. <laughs> Classic. Wow, set it up. eleven minutes in, all over the place. This you is what you come for every favorite, Friday. This is what you come for. One of my favorite tidbits from a that I always I don't know why this sticks in my head, but. From a classic JLP interview. Here we go. Interview. <laughs> Wait, can you, can you explain his outfit at the time first? I don't know. I don't remember. This was um this print. We're talking about print. Okay. okay. Ariana, Ariana Grande. Yeah. When you were, uh, there was a tidbit where you were talking to her about Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. a big, she was big into Harry Potter. Yeah. That made major news. She said something like, I see ghosts, right? Something like that. Yeah. Wait, what? It was yeah, like Ariana. It was one of those tidbits ghosts? you like maybe weren't expecting, you know, yeah, from the yeah, interview yeah. at the time, and you mentioned like Hogwarts or something like that. Did, was you that just right? Casually threw in the Hogwarts reference. <laughs> was that right or? Yeah, I mean, no, it, I'm not saying it's. It, I wasn't saying it's wrong, but it was just like the unexpected. Like, you asked her what her Patronus was. <laughs> See, I don't. I, I, I don't even have. I don't even have good. Baby. I don't even have a good answer because I have no idea what they're talking. Sometimes I just have no idea. Did what someone like about. was that one of those lines where like someone's like you know someone's like you gotta ask her about maybe maybe. That's history right there. Yeah. Listen, the things that get picked up. And that was like, that was a long time it's her ago. First, it was one of her first covers, I believe. Yep. She was, was like still 18, talk? 19 at the time or something. Like <laughs> yeah. Do you still talk? Don't, no. Uh, Ariana's family, I think, is from South Florida, though. Oh, I thought you were going to say Italy. No. Is she not Italian? She's Italian. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. So I was just maybe she could be on the flip with you well, on the cover. I was cover just closing the circle. I was the closing, magazine. I was closing uh, the circle with Premium Pete. <laughs> Oh God! This one's like going off the rails. You're like, there's this so much sneaker. Really, there's really, so much sneaker yeah, talk. Yeah, I have to keep week. saying it because I promise. I promise. There's a lot of sneaker talk. Well, you guys know more than me. Yeah, I'm a little hungry though. Really? Yeah. Did you order food? Yeah. We got to get off the food. All right. Um, <laughs> we really do. The real the real really question do. is though that people really need to know is it mustard or ketchup on a hot dog? Both sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who think mustard is. I mean, sorry, that ketchup is sacrilegious. I don't. I'm a sauerkraut guy. I usually. I do yeah. mustard and sauerkraut. Yeah. Okay. I, growing up, do do you do people want to know? Yeah. Like, growing up, I never really. This is guys. <laughs> I never really put ketchup or mustard on my hot dog. So when I do multiple. I do sauerkraut. <laughs> you mustard. just like sighed. You just had sauerkraut. a deep sigh about us. I mean, I'm gonna say like, it, I'm not gonna out of here without you, explaining my fucking seems, condiments. I've tried up. to I've tried to get off Talk this. Talk about the loadout. I've yeah. tried to get off this. Clearly, we're not getting off this. But uh, I would do I would do probably two sauerkraut and mustard, and then one sour uh, one ketchup oh mustard. Oh my goodness! Um, should we give these sneakers Let's away? Give away sneakers. <laughs> Let's give away sneakers. It's time. Joe, this is a shoe that you picked out, right? Yes. We are giving away a pair of sneakers, as we always do with the good people at eBay Sneakers. If you go to ebay.complex.com, you can enter to win. How you do that is, first of all, you got to be in America. I don't know if you have to be from America, but you got to love this goddamn country enough to have a shipping address in it. Wow. Okay. And you submit a question for us to answer here on the air. If we pick your question, if we answer your question, we are going to send you a free pair of sneakers courtesy of eBay. Yes. And we are picking out some special sneakers. And Joe, you picked out the sneaker this week. What do we have? I see a silver box. Silver box era 2004. Mm hmm. Carhartt Dunk SB. Mm -hmm. Great shoe. Great shoe. They also like... did a black pair as well, right? Yeah, yeah they that's did right. a black yeah, pair. Yeah. I feel like the brown is more of the Carhartt DNA, though. Yeah, I like that. Just like, you know, work, workman type. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could beat these up. Yeah, go to the factory. Yeah. Long, long day in the, the, the timber mill or something. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever you're, well, yeah. I saw, I saw a meme today right before we came in here, and it said everybody wants Carhartt this, Carhartt that, until they have to do some Carhartt shit. <laughs> That's an old meme, though. That's an old meme. I mean, there's, there's like, uh, like I feel like there's like 
Yeah, I know. Endless like permutations Carhartt. of it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you guys wear a lot of Carhartt growing up? No, but I've I've been wearing a lot of Carhartt. I remember really. I my first trip to the UK mm -hmm. uh, when I lost my passport. Story that we've chronicled yep. on here before. And then I had twenty fifteen or something. Yes, when I went to uh, I had to go to London um, to get my temporary passport. Sure. Thanks to the good folks at New Balance. Thank you. Um, and I remember walking around, and that was like my first time you know shopping abroad and kind of like getting to see stuff that you never had bought before yeah and i think at that time it like the carhartt whip or like the carhartt europe or whatever yeah. was like you couldn't really i don't think they had opened the store in new york yet and it was like oh really harder to get you know yeah and i remember just going into like size and buying like a european carhartt parka jacket that like wasn't the same ones that you can get at like walmart yeah there. yeah and yeah it's like oh this is so awesome yeah i it was never for me you know what still has the aura that it had for me when i was in high school which was like everybody who was a hick had their car heart <laughs> wow, jacket okay. it was like legitimately a group <laughs> I that I haven't, I haven't i haven't heard that term in a <laughs> really while. i mean it's no, no, a, no in, a, in a while I yeah, mean. yeah 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 it's such a salient figure for for where i grew up in north idaho it's like the yeah. sort the sort of like the one kid who had like the jacked up like uh pickup truck for sure Ex exactly that but not one kid like there were many kids yeah. like it was like i think it was a group called the carhartt mafia <laughs> and i don't know really if, i don't know if they had designated themselves that but it was like yeah these are all the you know the types also if i may to, to maybe have a confederate flag on the back of the truck or something oh. like that so i i never wore carhartt growing up and i still have that association with it now and uh for that reason you wouldn't be wearing these <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> were, you, uh, were you big into the mafia dunk speaking of no, I didn't like those Italian heritage. I didn't like those. Really. They had, like the horn on the. I remember, the... like I've said it before, special sauce did an amazing window mm -hmm. display. Mm -hmm. Like, but you didn't like the shoes. I wasn't into the shoes that much. It was pa black patent leather, and then the lows. black black low top and white high top, well, which white, I believe yeah. our coworker Mike DiStefano has yeah, a pair right. of. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, another another prominent Italian American. A lot of Italian talk. Sneaker scene. Okay, so we are giving these away to Michael Shuck in Torrance, California. And Michael said, I have a pair of Jordan 1 Royals that I bought new in 1985 for $65. Oof. Love that. Congrats. And he said, would you do a soul swap and continue wearing them or retire them and keep them original? How cooked are they? That's the, I think that that's the most important question. You piece, is he saying you bought them new? That's what he's saying. I bought new in 1985 for $65. So what I would say is... I don't think you're ever going to wear a pair of 1985 Jordan ones every day. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I would just keep them original. And you're wearing 1985 Jordan. I am right wearing now. 1985. Oh, those are 85. These are 85 Jordan. Because you ones. also have. Oh, that's a different one. You have 94s. Yeah. Chicago's, but yeah, I am wearing 1985 Red Jordan one. Shout to curated Van. He sourced these for me. Uh, slippery. Yes. A little slippery, but yes. oh, the rubber like. I could just tell. I'm looking slick. at the. I'm looking at the camera right now. Really good condition, I would say, for 85s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look uh, way better than mine. <laughs> I bought these. Yours are cooked, cooked yeah, for, I were, sure, for I sure. I was inspired by Yachty. Yachty has that uh, 1985 wall that yeah. Curated Van helped get um, a lot Jordan of those ones. shoes. Yeah, all Jordan 1s. So that's what I would say. If it's a shoe, if it's a Jordan 1, you're not going to wear every day, I don't think. I will only wear it for like, special occasions. But that's why I would keep them original. But also, each his own. You want to do a soul swap? I agree do with you here, swap. Joe. I agree. And I think Welty is yeah. aligned with me on this point. You agree? I I, I mean, especially the Jordan 1, I feel like Just that's not a sneaker it. that we see crumbling a lot. Like, yeah. there are yeah. certain shoes from that era where I can understand it. You know, For sure. Jordan 3 or Jordan 4, you know, something Dude. with the air bubble. Or the, but at but that point, it's like... Just keep them. Just keep Put it them. as like a, a like, display, a, as a display piece, because at that point you're almost like eroding history at some point. Yeah, like you're erasing the original thing that was attached. Because obviously there. you can't wear it. It always makes me wonder, because you know, I guess like in the early 2000s, those kind of like restoration shows were like a big thing on okay. on TV, where someone would buy like a, I don't know, like hit my ride. Uh, <laughs> kind of, but yeah, I, kind I guess of. I don't That's know. It's on like Discovery okay. Channel where they'd always the people would buy like these like. Um, 1950s like uh like fuel pumps you know and they would get like they'd be this old rusted out one and then they would get all new parts for it and mm -hmm. then kind of like it would still technically be the 1950s gas pump that they want to put on display but right at this point it's been so like manipulated that it looks bastardized that and... it looks brand new yeah where like is it really still like in essence that thing that it was or that yeah you it's wanted like how to, yeah. much because i've seen a lot of that stuff online now where it's like 
I think a couple of weeks ago, there was one that went viral where like uh, someone had restored a pair of Tiffany Dunks. Did you see that video? No, I no. missed that. There was see, I wouldn't be into that. There was a pair of Tiffany Dunks. That oh, were, yes, because they flake a lot on the swoosh, they were, right? They were like cook cooked and yeah. he like actually made a new swoosh. No, I, I did see that. That was kind of cool. Well, but how, where do you draw the line where it's so like... So here's what I would agree, say. Agree. I just said I wouldn't do that, restore the Tiffany Dunks, but I did restore the Slam City Skates. So you're a liar. So hypocritical a little bit. A little bit. I would a say lot more of than it, because I think in here. <laughs> so like that's so you know. So I just think though, 1985s are different because again, I I think like it's almost cool that they're born a bit and, that, that and falling not, apart. You don't see yeah. those falling apart really. Like, but here's here's the thing that like gets me is that I know we've had this conversation on here before. Like we always say, we always talk about this before. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. The one thing is like an Air Max 95, right? Sure. Yep. So you take an Air Max 95, and the reason people want the older pairs, which you can't wear, is they have the huge honking yes. air bubble on it that will never exist again in that form. But you, the shoe's going to crumble if you wear it, right? Right. But if you soul swap it, you have a pair of Neon 95s that you soul swap, and you right. put the small bubble on it with so the original it's like, what's upper. What's the point? What's the point? Like, yeah. why don't you just buy a new pair and wear them instead of being like, you know, these are actually 1996s. You know, like. Yeah, no, I agree with you. On that. I guess is there something to say that maybe I'm for restoring pairs that are like almost defective, not old. Is that something to I, like? I, I what see you, what, what you mean saying. by that? So, like, if the Tiffany Dunk was worn and old, I wouldn't restore it. Mm. But, but if, if it was like, a dead stock pair that nobody ever got to wear and somehow it, it was falling apart. That's like, like the Slam City. Skates. Like, yeah. I never wore them. I wore them once. And it like, so, but again, like I said, up to, it's it's your sneakers. You do what you want with them. Jordan 1's 85s, I would just, I would keep as, it's their memorabilia at this point yeah. to and, me. And Especially I, you got them for $65. That's amazing. But also I would say wear them. You know, I don't think they're not going to fall apart. Like, yeah. you also don't know what condition they're in. You know, what I'm saying because yeah, yeah, if yeah. they're, if he bought them in 1985, they could be. They like, always, yeah, like the rusted out floorboards. <laughs> they always talk about this. What is this the heel collar? The, the collar with the flaking around the collar and the cracking. Sure. That's yeah, another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's the thing that's not really going to affect the wearability of the shoe yeah. for sure. And like, I have that super beat pair, and I wear those all the time. And like you said, wealthy, the the rubber on the bottom is all gone. I can, Joe. I'm sure you feel the same way about your pair, but there's like no stars left. I can slide around. I can yep. fucking ice skate. On it's like wearing things. a Hender scheme. Like there was there was one where I don't know if we had spoken about our, our this the one time of the week our friend. Paul PG was trying to re like trying to sell a pair of it was an Air Max ninety five sample. Okay, I believe it was like a denim sample or something like that. Oh, not an original nineteen ninety five pair. No, right? I think it w or it may have been like a nineteen ninety eight pair or okay, something okay. like that. But it was like an OG ish Air yeah. Max ninety five that was a sample from Nike. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, they're perfect for a soul swap. And I'm like, if it's a sample shoe, they only made two pairs of back from yeah, like the nineties. It's like, swap it? why like, are you gonna soul swap that shoe? Just deleting it? it from history. Like yes. That? Yeah. So no. Just keep Come it on, in a box and have it. Do I have to give PG the, <laughs> the like the finger wag? <laughs> the, the, do, I have to, do I have to bring it to PG again? Oh, he didn't learn from last week. Goodness. Classic. Okay, so we're giving these away to Michael Shuck, Carhartt, Nike SB Dunks. A shoe that you won't have to soul swap. You could beat up and Carhartt. Yes, sir. Built tough. That's go, Ford. Go to your, go to Built your blue tough. Built tough is Ford, but Carhartt also built tough. Go to your blue collar factory job in those. Absolutely. Um, by the way, we mentioned that Joe is wearing his 1985 Air Jordan ones. Joe, as as we talk about the shoes we're wearing this week, that's a, that's a very uh, ceremonious. Yeah, that's why a, I a wore very them. intentional choice from yes. you, right? Yes, it is. And uh, I think. Um, Wanted to wear the 1985 Jordan ones because we obviously have to talk about the passing of Peter Moore, mm -hmm. the legendary designer of the Jordan one and the Jordan Jumpman logo. Yep. And Nike Dunk. Yep. And the Nike Dunk. And so much more. Yeah. And so much more. And um, that's why I wanted to wear these this week. I felt that it was uh, the right time to wear these. Yeah, we want to talk about Peter Moore a decent amount on the show. Peter is a legendary designer, worked at both Nike and Adidas, creative director of both brands, had a huge influence. He died this past week. Yeah. Um, we learned about the news on Friday, and the reports were circulating on Saturday, so I think it's important to have some space to talk about what he did in the industry. Absolutely, and, you know, his his legacy will, will live on, obviously, and we see, like we keep saying, how relevant the designs that he designed decades and decades ago are today and i think it's important to 
paint as, even for a private guy to paint as much as yeah, we know about his sure. story and, and I'm looking forward to reading your story. Sure. And, I mean, um, all these cool little details about like, you know, he was the first person to work, you know, even when he was a leader at the company, you know, he was there at 5 a.m. Or six, wow. like I talked to one guy who was trying to beat him to work and he could never beat him to work because Peter was always there before the sun came up and also that he was riding his bike to work in that time. And this is a guy who was already very powerful and, and accomplished in the sneaker industry, just riding his bike to work. I mean, for, for decades, he was making these Christmas cards that he would screen print himself. And there were doves that he illustrated on the Christmas cards. Wow. He would send these Christmas cards out to friends and family and people in the industry. And they would kind of be, I think, Again, these are things I'm told by people who knew him, a reflection on things that happened throughout the year. And uh, I think he even he sent out his last one this past December. So, wow. yeah. Love that. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Peter Moore. Legendary Absolutely. Uh, career. And uh, I want to kick it kick it off. I, I like this topic because, like, we have not that Jordan and Adidas, but, like, you guys both, you have a very, not close connection, but, like, f from product-wise, mm -hmm what his work with adidas and then i know you from the um nike standpoint yeah yeah i mean there's so much to talk about and wealthy yeah. has a, a sneaker on too that exactly. was also a choice adidas eqt um also another peter moore i don't know if he designed this shoe per right. se but this was like the era of him that he ushered in at adidas uh it's funny because peter moore went from doing the air jordan one nike mm -hmm. dunk and i'm sure he worked on other product too at nike as well and then leaving you know around the whole time with rob strasser yep his his partner right yeah the mm -hmm. whole if you go um read was it swoosh the unauthorized sure 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 story of nike there's like a lot of information in on that um but he goes to adidas early 90s adidas was on the verge of going out of business in the early 90s, I think they were going to file bankruptcy or did. I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. um, but he goes there, and I guess what he did was a bit controversial at the time because, um, as people know, Adidas had the Trefoil logo, sure, which sure. looks like the plant. Yep. Um, and he stripped that from the brand, and now, which is called like the Mountain logo, which is like the slanted. Yeah. Adidas. Those three bars. Yeah. So he starts it with the EQT line. And there's always like a, with Adidas collectors, there's kind of like a firm line that's drawn in the ground where it's like, if you talk to like someone like Gary Austin, I think there's a, interviews with him who's obviously been on our podcast, but mm -hmm. it took him a while to even appreciate the EQT stuff. Cause he felt like when that did, it was such like a division between mm. this history of the brand yeah. with the trefoil and then the history of the brand going forward with like the mountain when you get to the 90s like that stuff that yeah it's not... like it's like two different eras yeah but like, yeah yeah he had said though he realized that he finally got to the point where like he started to appreciate like the eqt stuff because that's like the earliest part of the history um there was a quote from like a video where they were talking about when they re-released eqt like in the early 2010s mm -hmm. and he was talking about it and he said we called it equipment because the word equipment, at least in America, is a sort of no bullshit word. You mm -hmm. don't have a piece of equipment to have fun with. You have a piece of equipment to do something with. Yeah. Which I always thought that was like such a great like footwear quote because the original EQT line, each they made a shoe for like every different sport. Right. There was like a there was like a hiking shoe, a handball shoe, a race walking shoe. Super functional stuff. Yeah, a badminton shoe where it's yeah. like they were. They had the idea that Adi Dossler was the equipment manager right. for the world. Right. So they wanted to make different pieces of equipment that everyone could do. So that was his idea when he went to Adidas. And I think that that, I don't know, it's just like one of those things that's forever inspired me. Mm -hmm. And we all find these little nuggets that we latch on to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember writing a story, like I think it was 50 things you didn't know about Adidas. And I had yeah, to yeah, research yeah. all of it. I remember finding all those. God, what a great, sorry, yeah. <laughs> keep your thought, yeah. but. I would read that feed. We got to bring back some stuff like that. Yeah. But having Either to like research no, it. That stuff is, no, yeah, that stuff's good. Having to research it tough. and then like, no, but then finding all these, like reading all these old interviews and all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah. and just finding like factual nuggets that you can kind of extrapolate. Yeah. You got mad at us for the 50 uh, oh, yeah. ones. Yeah. But that was one of the moments where I'm like, it really inspired me in our work because there's a lot of stuff you do that you kind of, you know, you just do it, you know? Sure. Kind of go through the motions, but I was like, this is what I really like in footwear. Yeah. You know? And, it was that Peter Moore moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to have two logos, like, yeah. it, it's essentially, 
I always say like you know it, you think of like Tinker like oh he has the hit with the nineteen with the Air Max one or or the Air Max nineteen eighty seven and they're like do it again and mm. then Peter designs the Jordan one and the Jordan the Jumpman logo and then Adidas is like do it again with another logo and it's like to have those to just have those two. Like to create branding is like so much harder. It so seems much to even yeah, harder yeah, yeah. than just product itself. That's yeah. exactly what I'm like. The to, like the logos. You like, only get one crack at it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Sorry, I want to mention real quick. Oh yeah, sorry. The shoes I'm wearing because I feel like it's this is not really connected to Peter Moore in any direct way. This is Adidas Addy Zero Boston Ten, but it's almost like. Uh, I, I'm trying to be uh, I'm trying to be respectful of his legacy, and that I'm wearing like an innovative uh, oh, yeah. performance type shoe. You know, we have the OG thing, we have the the retro one, and then I'm doing the innovation thing. But yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about with yeah. with Peter Moore, and I think one of the interesting things, Welty, that you mentioned is like his brand work. So like Peter Moore, and I've, I've I'm working on writing something about him, so I've been talking to a lot of people who worked with him in the '80s and '90s. So. Uh, one of the interesting things I think is that there's not a lot of sneakers you connect directly to him, and I think part of that is because like it's he, he wasn't totally a sneaker designer more than just like a designer in general, like a creative and director. Exactly, sort of? like okay. you know he was creative director for Nike Design in the '80s, and then uh, I think played a similar role at Adidas America in the early '90s before Rob Strasser died, and then Peter Moore took over. But you know, to me he was kind of more like the steward overall of what the brand meant and how the brand should look visually and and how to convince people like this is what the brand is and, and this is like why it's important or like make those emotional connections. And no, I'm just saying it's interesting because you mentioned that and he had said that because you talk about the EQT line, it's like the green is like what it's known for. Mm -hmm. But he had there's green and then there's other shoes that were red and then there was some shoes that were blue. Mm -hmm. And I think that those were like lesser known. Mm -hmm. um, throughout the line but he had said that the even though the color became the dominating uh identifier or yeah, signifier design yeah. language of the shoe yeah that that was like the last thing that they considered when right cr creating the product because color has no function in, yeah. in the actual like performance aspect of yeah. a piece of footwear or of a piece of design I, I think it's also really important to point out that you know you said obviously the jordan one and the mm -hmm. dunk mm -hmm. there's never been I mean, ha has there been a more, what's the word? Has there been a time where both shoes have been more prevalent than they are oh, now? Oh, for sure. Like, like the, yeah. think about it. The, the, Never Jordan, before, yeah. the Jordan one, like, you know, I go down YouTube rabbit holes a lot. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of them are unboxing. And it's a lot of, like, resellers, resell stores counting their inventory. Mm -hmm. It's all Jordan ones and dunks. You know, we talk about the black and white. The it's like the dunk. whole wall. The, yeah, it's all when I was at Urban Necessities in Vegas over New Year's, he had a whole separate room just for the Jordan One stock. <laughs> and, and you know, it's it's it, to see. I think that it's important. And I'm looking forward to the thing that you're writing, and mm -hmm. I think it's really important to, you know, talk about Peter's legacy and relate it to some of like maybe the the young kids who may not know who was behind these mm -hmm. two. More than two, yeah. but like these two very prevalent sneakers and that that's today. Thing. It's just like a, a blip. Not, yes. I, I don't want to say blip. That's minimizing it too much. But like yeah. he did so much more than that. Again, you think about him being like the creative director at Nike. So like LA Olympics 1984. Like he he helped create all that that visual language for that. And then, you know, I talked to Sonny Vaccaro about how, how Peter was involved in Adidas after – Rob Strasser died, and you know he said, "Yeah, Peter was involved in, in the Kobe deal and, and helping Kobe be established." At See, I Adidas. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I know I'm going to mention like a lot of random sneaker industry names that people might not know, so they should look them up. But one of the interesting things too is like Rob Strasser was very much, I'm told, Peter's partner in all these things, and you know they left Nike mm -hmm. uh, late '80s and they were going to start their own company. They started their own company, and you know they were such a powerful duo that you know they had even. Donald Katz says this in the book, Just Do It. They were trying to get Michael Jordan to sign to their new brand. They what were was trying the name to... of the brand again? Sorry? Van the... Grack. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And, and there was a moment, like, that's how powerful they were. They were trying to convince Michael Jordan, like, look, we can, we can do that same thing for you again. And then him setting that tone for Air Jordan and doing all that stuff at Nike and then being like, okay, Adidas is nowhere and I'm going to do it again do it at again. Adidas. But I, yep. I mentioned Rob Strasser to say that 
when when Rob died in the '90s at Adidas, like that was even a, a another part where Peter Moore had to step up and then kind of fill this void. And they were very much like compliments to each other, as I understand it. Again, I've never talked to Peter Moore, but I've spent a lot of hours over the past couple of days talking to people who who worked closely with him in the '80s and '90s. And he's described to me as mostly like a calm, quiet guy, very much a private person. And and I think this is connected too to how little we know about Peter Moore. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about a lot of other sneaker designers of, of similar accomplishment or designers of footwear industry, they, you know, like you can conjure an image of Tinker, you can hear Tinker's voice yeah. in your head or somebody like Steven Smith or even Sonny Vaccaro who's yep. fought for his credit for a long time. It seems to me like Peter Moore was just interested in doing the work and, and for that reason didn't spend a lot of time chasing the the credit or you know establishing yeah. himself you know he's been retired for 20 years or something he could have easily like been everywhere calling himself the air jordan one guy but he he was it, it seems to me from descriptions of other people that like he wasn't that interested in that yeah he didn't care about titles he didn't care about the credit i think yeah i mean when this had happened because I, I mean obviously we knew who being like in the footwear industry you know who peter moore is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not want to say funny but it's like you said like the Air Jordan one and the Dunk, like the two most like popular like mainstream like casual retro, yeah. yeah, shoes where it's like people collecting those necessarily aren't like super deep into sneaker knowledge world. Just yeah, on a like just like a mainstream. surface, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when like he passed away, I was just like, how many people actually know who he was? You know, yeah. like by name like the percentage wise and i'm like i don't know if people are going to recognize until if they actually go and read yeah the caption that he was the guy who designed the air jordan one and the dunk that they're going to yeah recognize that oh peter moore passed away you know like i feel like more of like an insider yeah but that's what's interesting to me is like thing. even beyond the name like we i feel like we hadn't up to this point known much about his character because i feel like he was a private guy or a quiet yeah. guy you know so yeah what else? There's so much. There's so much. Get, stuff I mean, go ahead. This. I know. I got to talk about. We, we got to talk about. Hold Marcus on, well, hold everyone, on. I was gonna say we got to talk about everyone's favorite sneaker retailer, reseller. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> bubbling. That's obviously bubbling up again. When Man. we recorded last week, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. It not that it hadn't come to light, but like these are all like old, from like a year plus ago. Yeah, right? I mean, so. Was it a year anniversary or something? No, 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 no. So when the Trophy Room Air Jordan 1 release first happened in 2021, I came to the conclusion that the release was compromised. And Complex as a site pretty much came to that conclusion in a piece I wrote. And we talked about it plenty back then. And, and I kind of thought that eventually maybe Marcus Jordan could live this stuff down. But boy, was I wrong. Because this past week, these things came back up when I think it was kind of connected to Ben Kicks posting the Union Jordan 2 photos and then the the Marcus Jordan backdooring conversations. Well, he was he, I think there it was starting to bubble up to the surface too because he was he's reopening sure trophy room. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there was kind of like a procedure of people camping out for yeah. the shoes and I don't want to 100% say but there was like photos that people were talking about of like people who were getting access yeah. to some of the stock before the people waiting in line very much so and so now we have all these photos i don't think circulated last year but what look like you know photos of the backdoor release the infamous backdoor release from last year they're spicy photos and they hit twitter and everybody's talking about it and i understand why people want us to talk about it even though i felt like Again, like to me, you reported on it. Yeah, I mean, like we spent a lot of time on it last year. Yeah, and there's a lot of crazy, conflicting, spicy stories popping up, and I just didn't feel like there was anything new and substantial because, like I said, we came to the conclusion last year that Marcus Jordan backdoored the Trophy Room Jordan ones, and the release was compromised. So I still believe that. Well, the photos were apparently that he had met up with people at a what was it a marriott yeah hotel right and then the, the shoes were on um <laughs> on like the dolly yeah like the bellhop thing yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> the interesting thing too is like i feel like it's important to say that when you have a lot of these stories coming out not all of them are going to be true and when all the stories yeah. are conflicting about how the sneakers are coming out not all of them are going to be true and that's the same thing when when we talked about this mm-hmm. last year and when i was reporting on it where like a lot of the things people were saying i just had to ignore them because like these people can't all be accurate in what they're claiming, right? But in in those details aside, it was clear to us then that like the shoes had been backdoored. So 
I'm kind of confused as to why people are talking about it again, but I know because it, it feels like a slap in the face and you're reminded of this thing. And I'm like, like the only, the only reality that it could be is either all these shoes are backdoored or all these shoes are fake. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it can only be one or one of the two, yeah. you know, where it's, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I was, was just like, look, I'm not going to like, I'm not saying that the photos circulating online right now are not an accurate depiction of what happened. I don't know. I'm not saying they're they're right or wrong, but again, to me it just doesn't change that much because I already felt like everybody Yeah. you know, you know, so I, like I don't want to make light of it, but I feel like sometimes there's always so much misinformation that starts to spread off of these and it's everyone on Twitter in your mentions, you know, like they get like a little piece of the story and then mm -hmm. somehow apply it blanket to everything in sneakers yeah you know like the, the ben kicks thing last week um mm -hmm. in the comments i think the top rated comment on our youtube episode mm -hmm. was someone talking about you know ben um being able to get the shoes directly from nike or something like that and they're like oh well we saw the same thing with annie bear's son you know yeah, oh, you mentioned like, that. yeah. but that's literally nuts. that's not what happened with yeah. annie bear's son joe at all what happened was is that he had access to her discount and went to a bunch of uh outlet stores and sure, used it at a mass store. quantity yeah. and was reselling vapor maxes yeah he wasn't getting backdoored 14 size runs of yeah yeah a, yeah a hype sneaker yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I was kind of annoyed that people wanted us to talk about it a bunch, but I do think we have to remember that it's like a privilege and an honor that people care about our opinion enough De to be like, you're the one who have to hold people accountable. Definitely, and and I, I also we, we got so many ads like, are you gonna address? Are you gonna talk about this? Are you gonna talk about this? And I do think that, you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I do think that it goes to kind of what we talked about last week, where. Man, when you are saving up for a pair of sneakers that you really want a chance to buy, mm -hmm. and like you know, like you 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 see the rollout where we're online, and we see like the rollout, it gets leaked, yeah. it gets announced. Yeah. You really like your you goes back to your. I remember being a kid and like working at finish line, like seeing a Nike talk a shoe being leaked. Like I can't wait. Yeah, and then it's tough when. You don't have a chance. You to have get no it. chance. That's <laughs> tough. Now, that's a like, slap that's, in the face. That's it's, so, it's, so. That's it's tough. why it's it's tough when like, listen. You, everyone knows that. Everyone knows. Funny story is on the side. I go to the coffee bean yesterday. Okay. And uh, some a guy says hi to me. He's like, "Oh man, must be my lucky day." Um, I was like, "He was like, hey, what's up?" I was like, "Hey, nice to meet you." He's like, "You must be my good luck charm." I hit on sneakers <laughs> app for the flyies for that released yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, and. I've seen it like firsthand where someone who may not be really into sneakers wanted a pair. Yeah. And like I've hung out with them and they've been like, um, been like, what's up? He's like, man, I've been on sneakers app all morning, just like refreshing, <laughs> refreshing. And like it, it was frustrating. So it's what we, what we talked about last week, like the salt in the wounds where yeah. it's like, you're you're zeroing in on on yeah. these sneakers and listen, it's, they're very tough to get the game regardless. Is, the game has changed so much over like the decades or whatever, yeah. where it was before you wanted a pair of Air Jordan 17s, you just had to save up the $200 and go yes. to Foot Locker and mm -hmm. buy them. But now, regardless if, and I'm not like saying it's okay or whatever, but mm -hmm. regardless if Ben Kicks is getting backdoored Union 2s. It's mm -hmm. tough to get. You, the odds of you hitting on a Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 is still so whether or yes, not he got the Yes, but shoes. I think it gets a little complicated when they feel like I had zero chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I think Which it is, is. The Trophy Room Jordan 1 is like the one shoe you could think of in the past 10 years where, I mean, other than I think Red October Yeezy 2, which at least they didn't feel like foul play, but like the Trophy Room Jordan 1, it was like... You felt like there was no chance you could and that's ever shoe didn't get backdoor. There was like no chance of you well, hitting on that shoe. That's the thing. If the if releases aren't compromised, it's the it's the Jim Carrey dumb and uh dumb and dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, one in a million. You never know. Guys, it's like how how many people play the lottery? Mm -hmm. No, for sure. You know but what I mean? It's, like it's, every it's, day. It's like the it's just like Even, the the McDonald's. The totally. McMoppany scam? Yeah. When they, when Dude, I love odds, McDonald's Monopoly. I never played that. that. So, so Monopoly, Monopoly was, that's when you collect the pieces. It's incredible. Fin not that I always bring it up. I'm always going, like, finish line days, when that was, what was it, a span of like six weeks or something? Yeah, Two months? they run the promotion. 
You know, people who didn't even like McDonald's during that time were eating McDonald's for lunch and dinner on their shifts just to get the monopoly. Off the, like... Exactly. That was I would, and then and and then you would find them in the stock room. Like, oh wait, did people like leave? And it was yeah. the ones that didn't matter. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying, I think, like, even if there's a slim chance, we know how hard it is to get releases nowadays. But even if there's a slim chance, people are going to try sure. Yeezys. People are always going to try. And I think when there's a thing like, well. I had no chance. That's when it stings. No, yeah, I, it, it's uh, it's such a crazy like uh, trajectory. From I feel like Marcus was oh, like the thing about him, even mm-hmm. though he was Michael Jordan, he is Michael Jordan's son. Mm-hmm. He was like it's like the whole like um, you know like the the Wolf of Wall Street. He's one of us like meme. You know where it's like he was. You felt like he was an active participant in sneakers or the quote unquote. Yeah, sneaker he wasn't community. just Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, he was always part of the conversation before Trophy Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of sneaker Twitter, you know, like all of that. So it's like when there was resellers on there, you know, when he came on full size run. Yeah, he was like, well, if they get if they eat, they eat. You know, things gonna things are gonna happen anyways. And yeah, I'm not saying that that makes it okay, but he just knew what the reality of reselling was or just what the sneaker head yeah, world yeah, yeah. was that he did he knew that he wasn't going to create these products that weren't going to get sought after by resellers i'm not really trying to like poke the the the, <laughs> the, the hive or whatever you know poke the bear but i always have to, i mean i post that one picture of you know me and him doing the yeah yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the meme yeah you and the, him shaking hands yeah the the hand meme and you yeah. know it's like and you just see like i've the reaction that gets out oh, of Oh, he turned himself into a villain. In like it's just crazy. It's like But he did it to himself. Yeah. In my opinion. One of the comments that I guess made me laugh was someone referred to him as the Marriott manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the interesting parts of this thing is that like we didn't feel super compelled again to talk about it too much because it felt like the same story from last year. I was like, we already reported on that. This doesn't change the narrative. This is still the case that the shoes are backdoored. But when he commented on it on Twitter and said, this is all cap, then it's like, oh, you know, you fucked up now. It's like, he's like, he had because just like, he could, he almost, it felt like he, he had weathered the storm. Yeah, like, you know, it, it kind of had blown past. Yeah. And it's funny because, and we reached out to Marcus for comment on that and no response. And he hasn't responded to me since we published the article last year, you know, I haven't talked to him since and I'll hit him up for comment, but it was a similar reaction when I had published that story about trophy room and the backdooring allegations where like he didn't reply to it directly, but he just like got on Twitter and said, Cam Newton cap or something like that. And we haven't heard from him since. So please never let the narrative be that complex isn't holding them accountable. Like, come on, we fucking published this stuff. <laughs> it's, just man. So, it's just so funny to look back on that. Cause I, I mean, I guess I always revisit in my head when we talk about Marcus, I always talk about that. The, the episode we shot with him on full size run, yeah. you know, and like we had like talked with him on Twitter before, you yeah. know, there's we like, had him on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. After, after oh, the fa- great on our after podcast. that, but before the trophy room thing. Yes. I and can't like, get a response. I, I mean, I would say I'm not, uh, factoring the trophy room stuff, but yeah. it was like, you know, I thought at least to that point, like great guy, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. He could have just been like, you know, screw you guys or whatever. The fact that I didn't like Jordan at the time, you yep. know, but he would joke around and, you know, laugh with us about stuff. So I never would expect it for him to become like persona non grata within <laughs> the sneaker space. He can't get it back now unless he donates 10 million pairs of trophy room Jordan ones. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, I, I mean, but again, I think it's important to like state my overall opinion on it you know because people yeah, want us sure. want us to hold brands accountable and want us to hold people accountable is that yes i do believe the trophy room jordan one release was compromised Same. and it was you know a corrupt operation to an extent and i do also feel like jordan brand didn't do much about it which again hurts and that one that second part is more difficult to ascertain and it, it's been really tough to get people to talk about that and we don't have anything but it's one of those tough ones too where i'm not giving jordan brand a pass on it but if this is the situation like you say it is mm-hmm. it's like what do you do? You know, where it's like the namesake's son yeah. gets a collaboration and potentially backdoors them. It's like, are you just going to make a public statement like, you know, decrying Marcus? <laughs> Absolutely not. You, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, that like, you know, he gets like favoritism or whatever, but it's a really... I mean, he does. I no, mean, no, 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 I'm not saying that like he should get sure, fa- sure, sure, favoritism yeah. or whatever, but 
it's a really tough situation for like at that point if you work at jordan brand yeah and it's almost like if jordan brand makes a public statement about it even though it's not michael jordan saying it mm-hmm. himself it's almost like he's disowning his son in in the process and i'm not like saying that these brands shouldn't care about these things but do you really think that like that's going to occur in the public no for sure no. square for sure you know, i, I that, just that, hope that that's it, all I, I, mean. I i again i don't have any evidence of it but i hope that there was some accounting that happened after that release and, and some people within the brand were reflective of what happened or what it did to damage the reputation of the store and jordan brand to an extent and he hasn't he's teased that he has more product on the way but he hasn't done anything yet yeah yeah and, and would I you be would you be surprised if he does get another collaboration no i wouldn't be surprised I, okay i mean it seems to me like business as usual i, I mean I, w- one more thing i want to say about this this is something wise that zach the basic soul collector managing editor said that really blew my mind and to some extent sums up how i felt about it even though we're here talking about it is he said it's crazy the extent to which for some of these people people who want to chime in on this that just saying nothing isn't an option like when something like this pops up everybody feels like they have to have a comment I didn't have a lot to say again because we already said it all last mm. year. But there's people who want to always have the take or want to have some like, oh, I heard this one bit of info from this guy with 36 Twitter followers, and and so here you go. You know, like I do think it's perfectly fine when things happen in sneakers to to not necessarily try and act like you one know something about it or two have something brilliant to say about it. That's kind of how I felt about this. But here we are, <laughs> 40 minutes later. Talking but about you it also plenty. reported on it, so. And, I mean, and that's why it's like in my head, I'm just like, all I'm going to do is just post the meme and like, not the meme, but like <laughs> call, call it a day because it's like you don't have to. It's just. And I definitely don't want to talk about it on Twitter. Like, you know, talking about it on here is one thing, but then you get on Twitter that it's just everybody has a reply to everything. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I agree that the shoes were backdoored. I just, just don't want to have didn't, a conversation with it. And I, I didn't think these new photos were like anything significantly revelatory. I don't know. Maybe I'm being stubborn about it, but that's that's how I felt about it. I feel like. You addressed it, <laughs> just addressed it for the past 20 minutes. So, What else do we want to talk about? Nike Kobe's? Nike Kobe's. Another people one people those. are mad about? W- wait. People got them, but I think people are mad still. People are mad with every... I feel like there's no 100% satisfying the Nike Kobe release scenario. Right, because right. there's... Yeah, definitely. But it seems like... Would you guys agree that people... like see like people got them. I mean... So they did the exclusive access thing, and I liked exclusive access when they tried it around mm-hmm. the off-white 50 dunks. Maybe that's just because I got a pair, but yeah. that felt like a fun release where it did feel like nobody yeah. had an advantage over other people, you mm-hmm. know? So I wasn't that upset when I first heard about them doing exclusive access on the Mambasita Nike Kobe 6, but I still feel like there was an opportunity to do more. It's hard because you got to remember, and this is not me making apologies for Nike, but that these shoes were produced a while ago, and they already had the product ready to go, and they were waiting for a long time to figure out a deal with mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant's estate so they could figure out how to release them. So right. they can't make a million pairs. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. They would have been crazy to be producing pairs in the interim period where they didn't have a deal. Like, that's just, that's not going to happen. So I, I hope yeah. that there's a future where they're well, more available. Well, that's the thing. We should see what's n- coming well, next. That was the same situation as well with the, was it the undefeated draft day? Yeah, yeah. One of those Kobe's that released. Where, like, where like it was like the first shoe that had dropped since he had passed. And yeah. like people were mad that it was so limited. And it was like Nike wasn't trying to just do a limited shoe that the shoe had already been made, you know, a year yeah. prior. But it's not surprising that this happened, but... You know when the Nike had put out the messaging that like, r- like real fans were gonna yeah. get, or I don't want to note the exact verbiage, but they were mm-hmm. like, real fans were going to be able yeah. to get people have been putting in the Mamba mentality on court. Yes, but it almost seemed like parody to some extent because mm. every time you post or not me, but like anything Kobe related gets yeah. posted on the internet, there's always people in any mentions. Oh, not the real Kobe fans aren't getting this. This should only be for real Kobe fans. I'm a real Kobe fan, so I deserve the sneakers. You yeah. know, like th- there's always like just an endless supply of that. So when Nike finally put it out there that only the real fans are getting the shoes, <laughs> I was like, are they like almost like this is a joke? <laughs> are they par- are making a parody of like the people in the the yeah. Instagram comments? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I again, I hope more people can get them. Yes. And I, 
I don't want to see a future where every shoe is a pre-release thing, you know, or a thing where they can take pre-orders on them. We've seen Aimee Leandre. Did I say it correctly? Aimee Leandre. You yeah, said Dore. Right. Dore. No, Dore. Yeah. Excuse me. They've been doing the pre-order stuff on the New Balances, and I think that has worked well to an extent. But it's a different model, too, you know? For sure. I just think that one time it would be cool to see Nike try that out, and I think the Kobe line would be an appropriate place for it where you say, look, we're going to just this one time. Nike never wants to really meet demand. They always want to, you know. Basically take in as many orders as people yeah, want just and like produce them. Yeah, just like one time, you know, just like. They've never done that ever? Well, I don't think for a pre-order. I mean, I guess mm. you could argue that I guess you could argue that Nike ID is a version of that in okay. a way. But yeah, and don't forget, a lot of these Kobe shoes were on Nike ID, and you had the chance to buy them, and y'all never bought them back then. So, <laughs> I think I had um, messed up on uh, trying to characterize that uh, the ALD thing because mm. I had said that. Well, the ALD thing makes sense because if all the shoes are domestically manufactured through New Balance. Mm -hmm. It just feels like a much more seamless process mm. to like manufacture the shoes and not have to ship them across the ocean and mm. go through you know imports and all this sort of stuff. But I think they said some of the product that was released had been um, non-made in USA products. So even New Balance had for the Teddy stuff. Yeah, had figured out a way to to do that. Yeah. So. Again, I like. I mean, we're here because we like limited shoes, right? So I don't. And I, I'm not saying this to, to be a gatekeeper to, you know, increase the number of people who are upset that they didn't get a pair of shoes. But I like limited shoes, so I don't want every shoe to be unlimited. But I do think it'd be cool to just, like, just try it out one well, time. Fat Joe had said that on the Sneaker of the Year. Dior ones. Yeah, we're, we're like, we had made the comment once trying to, like, side with the people who thought that the shoe was too limited and no one really got a chance to and interact yeah, he, with yeah. it. And he's like, this is, com he's like, this is complex, right? Yeah, multiple people. Yeah, but the people on that stage true. are can, all people who can, can get, get anything. Limited. But he had said, he goes, I thought this is what we're here for, to celebrate limited shoes. This is complex, right? Yesterday's take is not today's take? Or <laughs> 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 but yeah, I hope I hope there's a future with... And I, I do think there will be. You know, yeah. I think there'll be plenty of Nike Kobe releases. It seems like they're all like leaned in to work on now that the deal is signed and yeah. um, how it's going to look going forward. Yeah, and, and cool that, you know, money being donated to charity and even like stock x and gold are like donating to yeah. charity so like I'm, I'm glad to see that but i think yeah. it could be better and it felt like i mean because that was like a really like sentimental shoe yes you know where yes, it that feels shoe like especially the mambasita one yeah. that one feels like i'm not saying that people shouldn't get the shoes but like maybe make that one like a little more limited because you it's such like a but these shoes were produced already yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like such a meaningful shoe. I just can't imagine that just being this like shoe that's just everywhere mm, in like. I see. So you don't mind that being hard to get? Yeah, just I mean, not that you shouldn't get the like the Kobe message out there, but yeah. just when it becomes that that mass. Yeah. Okay. Little it feels a little funny, you know. But do some GR colorways. You yeah. Know? No, for sure. That I feel like that's what they should do. I'm interested to see, too, if it's like a sustainable retro business over 10 years. You know, everybody wants or thinks they want Kobe sneakers right now. But, like, can Kobe retro shoes be a so thing for the So many people next? on court still playing them. It's just yeah. so tough because it's like you see what happened with the LeBron retro line, which is like, I don't want to say a failure, but it's been kind of a bust to some. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, so the South Beach LeBron 8 was definitely a wake-up call. I remember... Not that being Yeezy level of... When the first one came out? It was pretty close to it. It was very close to it. I, it was very, very close to it. That's That was definitely a wake-up call for me where, it, like, you know, they were reselling for not that much or... You like, mean when the shoe came back yeah, out? Yeah. I, I remember, like, that shoe was close to Yeezy level of hype. And then when it came out, people were into it, but, like, not like it was. It was like a sneaker culture moment that when it came out. That was the shoe that I remember. It was, like, the most frustrating thing because this was, like... Right around the period where I would say that sneaker culture started to go slightly like mainstream mm -hmm. when the South Beach and that was like when all the Air Jordan 11s started to come out every year. But people didn't really understand like the limited nature as much. Mm -hmm. And it would always be the shoe that it'd be like a parent coming in and be like, hey, I'm like, I'm here to get my kid shoes. Oh, this is you working at were retail you at the time? Were you menswear Matt back then or no? <laughs> I, Still? I was, uh, mm -hmm. I was menswear Matt at that point, okay. but um, I was working at Foot Locker. And uh, 
it would always be like, okay, so what shoe do you want? You know, and they didn't know, and they would like come in with a piece of paper. What? They would print out a piece the of photo? paper. Yeah, they, that that happened all the time. Yeah, you didn't like that? No, but it would it would be like it was always that one, the South Beach, the Bronny, and you're it's like a big shoe, and, man. And you're like, I'm like, yes. How was your customer service in that moment? I would. You, it, it depends just how busy <laughs> it was. If it was a, if it was a Saturday and like you're running around crazy and Kick you're rocks. like you're just like you're not gonna get it. And they're like, what do you mean I'm not gonna get it? I'm just like. <laughs> Well, Unless you go sold to eBay. out. Oh, leave yeah, them alone. They didn't know. They were just trying to get little Johnny a South Beach LeBron no. eight. They, you, <laughs> this the boogeyman. No. This was like, yeah. No, this was like six months after the release. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I mean. It wasn't like the, it wasn't the weekend of the release yeah. that like they wanted the shoe. This was like five six months later, where they're like, "What do you mean I'm not going to get this shoe?" I'm oh, just like, they pushed back. Like they had an attitude. Yeah, you're just like, "Hey, oh, like, sorry." If they have an like, attitude. Hey. It's different. But if they're if like, no, if you're you just know. Be like, "Hey, like, sorry, like you're just like not going to like we don't have it. You're not going to be able to get it." And they're like, "But what do you mean I'm not going to be able to get it?" And you're like, <laughs> and you're going to be like. America's sneaker culture traces back to 1985. Exactly. It's a very simple, yeah. it's a very, very simple Venn diagram here. Okay? Let me break this down for you. Or you always Everyone's use... in Foot Locker. He's like, just, just yeah. hold on one second. I need to break this down for you. Or you'd, like... always see, you'd always see like these, um, they'd have these photos that like would circulate on like Facebook of like someone who took a photo of like Yeezy 2s um, in the dark, you know, with like the glow soul yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and like they'd find that one photo that all they were bringing you the that photo. <laughs> yeah, they bring that for like I need to find these shoes. Man, I, I can't that. tell what shoe this is. I love that. <laughs> let them cook. Well, even though they didn't get the shoes, but let them cook. Yeah, we we, we hope little Johnny grew up. Yeah, and, and was able to to How snag them. What if he got the retro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How Go dare to you eBay's dismiss? got those right now. Yeah, so look on eBay. Tell us. Let's just look what. Let's just look on eBay real quick. South Beach LeBron eight. I feel like I feel like I still have more Marcus Jordan PSAs than I want. I wrote down so many things that I wanted to say. South Beach LeBron eight mm, one ninety nine two ninety nine on eBay one sixty. Mm. Oh, funny part about Marcus Jordan. I think that we've all agreed on this. We're back. I love it that we agreed on is that half the people you see getting mad about it <laughs> aren't even aren't even uh, like. Uh, consumers who didn't get a chance mm -hmm. they're like resellers trying to snitch on other resellers who are <laughs> mad that they didn't get backdoored the pairs have, have you noticed that no i know what you mean the people who are most incensed about it are the people who would have liked to be participating in it themselves yeah and also i'm not saying that any of the the tweets circulating the past couple of weeks are inaccurate or, mm -hmm. or accurate i i didn't look into them enough to know whether or not they're accurate i'm just saying you know, we, we've been here before, so I don't want anybody to say like, it's like oh, a rehash of old news, like you know, to an extent. But look, trophy room fucked up. Yeah, that's the. That's you can the, all agree on that. Like, no <laughs> one's like taking Marcus's side on this, being like he did it the right way. No, <laughs> imagine, imagine, he should have backdoored more of that. Uh, any any other spicy things we want to talk about while we're here? Did we capture everything that happened guys in the world it. of sports footwear Think you guys this past it. week? The spice. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We we only referenced it at the top, but the fact that, you know, mischief. Has oh, been... <laughs> look who brought it up! He didn't even bring it up. He kind of brought it up. No, you brought it up. Yeah, mischief. Uh, what's so? Vans got the temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction from the court that bars mischief from selling the wavy baby sneakers in but, the pending lawsuit. But if they sell out on the app, which they did, how? Do, what does that mean? They're supposed to take the money and put it in escrow oh, okay. in case uh, the lawsuit comes in Van's favor. Isn't, so that is it similar to um, the Ari Foreman situation where, like, you remember when he had said on the podcast he had that, to destroy like, he, him. He, yeah. he has to, like, try to his best to, like, try and, like, I think so. the pairs. I, I can't remember exactly what they said in the order, but I think that there's something like that where they maybe have to try and process refunds. Like, if they but... come across a pair, they have to, like, try and purchase yeah. it or something like yeah. that. but as, as alluded to at the top of the program, the Complex Sneakers podcast was mentioned in that order. Matt Welty was quoted in that order. Funny. And Lucas Bentel, uh, who was also on the Complex Sneakers podcast, was Wait, quoted. Wait, Matt? In his actual quote was quoted in the yes. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that no wonder that he's was, running that around like he's... That was... The victory That lap. was like that, it's Hot Boy that's Summer. That's what was used as they had said oh. to prove um, consumer confusion Yeah, that what I had said... And it's funny because it came from our full size run episode. That's what I was saying. Oh. I had spoken to people... When I but the quote was from the podcast, but your thought was from the full size. Yes, episode. from when I had mentioned to the talk of New York, 
Tony Ayo. Tony Ayo, that we were talking about the shoe, and he, I go, if you walk, if you see someone walking across the street in the shoes, you think they're a pair of Vans, and he goes, yes. So you working for Vans? No. <laughs> this the is funny the part too is that like Vans is like when it comes to like hierarchy of like you don't care about Vans at all. No, I don't. That's you, the yeah, that's the interesting. I don't thing wear Vans about, at all. About I'm not that part, like Matt for Wilkie, Vans. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I totally forgot about how like you. I would almost even say you like have a. If they any, have disdain for vans. If anything, why? 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 If even on top of it, like the real like he's it, so anti-vans. And this is and this has nothing to do all. with like vans per se, but like the real like it's funny because it goes all the way back because vans mm. VF Corp, right? Mm. That's like the company. My mom used to work for Timberland for yeah, fifteen this years. This is it. My mom worked for Timberland for fifteen years, and then Van, Timberland also part of VF Corp. Yes, gets purchased by VF Corp because the president at the time had like run the company into the ground in like the early 2000s okay. and my mom i think she had just got promoted to a job where it was like uh screening new hires okay. and the company was downsizing mm -hmm. so her job got eliminated and at the time it's like my dad like was working independent company mm -hmm. he has a heart condition didn't have health insurance oh my god so it like caused like all this like turmoil okay. so if anything within our family yeah where i'm just like fvf corp yeah. you know where yeah, it's like yeah, i yeah. have an actual disdain against them yeah 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 sorry to like give you the no whole, no like, i history. love this i love so this. that's my actual disdain against vf corp so people out there who think that i'm like caping for vans i really don't care about them at all if anything the opposite yes exactly. if anything you should help <laughs> Mischief make a parody sneaker of of Vans that because that's that one of the like things that looks like a Timberland. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's one of the things the judge said it didn't successfully meet all the requirements to be yes. a parody. So you could help Mischief make a real parody shoe. But yeah, but it was just funny that I didn't. Even, someone had tagged me in it because they had posted like the documents or the legal yeah, documents because yeah, yeah. it said April 29th and I'm like, is this something that had already come out and like we missed it or something like I, that? I think it. I think it was filed on April 29th, but it didn't hit Pacer where all the legal documents okay. are until Monday. But they had said that our statement on the or my statement within our podcast yeah. was what caused the the court to side with the plaintiff. Part of it. No, for consumer confusion. Sure. For sure, like sure. that one it proved that one point of it. The smoking gun in human form, right to my <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> All right. What's spicier than that? Ugh. All right, guys, listen, talked about a lot of things. Uh, this has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We hope you have a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We will see you guys next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.